This is 251 Now with Kelly Finley, the go-to place for what's happening in our local community. Presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. The businesses you need to know about, local artists to support, restaurants to visit, community leaders making a difference, local topics you and your friends are talking about now. Good Sunday morning and welcome to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. I'm Kelly Finley, excited to talk to you and especially with this being a new month, excited to let you know that there's awareness that you need to be aware of when it comes to our littlest warriors, as I always say. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves, tell you which organization they're with, and then we get right to the conversation at hand. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to have you. Let everyone know who you are. My name is Jennifer Berry. And I um, run a local nonprofit for childhood cancer awareness called the Barry Strong Foundation. And this, Jennifer, thank you for joining me. This month is specifically important that we help people to better understand because right now, somewhere, someone is getting a diagnosis that will change their life forever. Yeah, every two minutes, a child is diagnosed with cancer in the United States, so or well worldwide. So wow, it's it's not as rare as one may think. Let's give everyone the backstory as to how you were able to found, uh, you know, this organization, why it had to come about. My 14-year-old daughter, Caroline, um, you know, was a very active child. She played softball, volleyball, basketball, um, very involved, and um, she was diagnosed with cancer at 14 years old, um, a very aggressive type of cancer, H4, rhabdomyosarcoma, and it's a soft muscle and connective tissue cancer. So, you know, you hear those words and you feel like you're in a bubble. You're like, the world doesn't stop. But your world has. Yes. Like, yes. Just as a parent, just hearing that diagnosis. You know, I think you're you're aware of it in some point, you know, that children have cancer, they can get it, and mm-hmm. but you, you're still able to kind of go on with your life. It doesn't affect you. And then it happens to you, and you never, ever think it can. Before we go any further, tell me about Caroline. Where, where was she attending school? What, what do you want people to know about her? I think that what I've learned, I think she was, she was always such a sassy girl. I mean, just, you know, she knew what she wanted. She went after it. She didn't really take no for an answer. Um, she, she had just transferred to St. Michael Catholic High School in Fairhope. Um, she had been a longtime student at a Spanish Fort School, so that's our community. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just, I, I like to say, just a little spitfire where, I wonder where she gets it from. Uh, maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> what sports was she playing? She did. She played volleyball, basketball, and softball. Mm-hmm. So she just grew up playing all three of those and, you know, looked up to her older sister and her older brother and kind of wanted to be just like them, too. So so she's 14 when she gets a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. What um, prompted you to take her to the doctor? She started having pain in her hip. And it was just something as easy as, Mom, my hip kind of hurts a little bit. She still went to practice, you know, didn't really complain consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took her to the orthopedic, and, you know, he did an MRI and did a bunch of things. Never saw cancer at that point, but she had started losing weight. She Her pain became more severe, um, 
you know, just one of those things, you know, mother's intuition kicks in. I kept calling the orthopedic and I was like, something is not right, you know, at all. He thought it was just a sports injury. And so when it was just a few days after Christmas of, of 2017, I called her pediatrician whom we hadn't seen in a really long time because she was a never a sick child. And I said, you know, something's not right. And I asked for him to do blood work. And just within a matter of hours, they were telling us to get to USA Children's and Women's Hospital that they suspected at that point that she had leukemia. Wow. Because her numbers were all over the place. And I asked you to go into detail like that because we as mothers have some, are sometimes accused of being, you know, like helicopter parents mm-hmm. or or just let them breathe, let them be. But you have an intuition. Yeah, you absolutely do. And I don't care whether you birthed them, adopted them, <laughs> you know, gained them. Yes. You, there's just something inside of you. And the fact that you went with your gut and went further and while the orthopedic did the best they could you knew Mm -hmm. that there was more to it and so hats off to you Mm -hmm. for reaching out to your pediatrician so now so so you get down to usa women's and children Mm -hmm. what happens you know it's a process of elimination really at that Mm -hmm. point they know her numbers they suspected what it was then it was just ruling out um lots of scans blood work um you know and also it was coming up on New Year's Eve, so it was a holiday. Um, You know, (laughs) it wasn't until January the 3rd that we received the, you know, final diagnosis, um, and we arrived there on December 28th. So So when you arrived there December 28th, did you stay, or were were you sent home? Mm -mm, No, we we were there. They knew at that point. You know, it was really okay. We know she's sick. Mm -hmm. We just have to find out, you know, what it is. So like I said, tests, scans, Mm -hmm. blood work, um, bone marrow biopsies. Um, Once we found out that it wasn't leukemia, you kind of think, okay, wow, you know, but then it, (laughs) you know, it was still cancer. Right. It just, you know, wasn't what they thought. At that point, it had already spread to her bone marrow, so they... That's why they had suspected leukemia originally. Will you repeat the type of cancer? Mm-hmm. That it it was stage four, alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma. Have you ever heard of that? Never. Before? How did you better understand what was happening to your child? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. I feel like, too, at that point. Like I said, you, you don't know what to do. You just know your child's sick. Um, what can we do to make her better? Um, they did let me know, you know, that they had treated cases there, you know, rhabdo cases at USA Children's and Women's, not to that extent, mm-hmm. but because they're part of the children's oncology group, that they would give us the same level of treatment and protocol that you would get, you know, at another hospital. And I think most people, and is this, this is not the appropriate way to ask this, but it just comes out of how do you get this? Where does this come from? Is this hereditary? They do not think childhood cancers are hereditary. They think it could be numerous things, depending on who you talk to. Um, It it can be, um, you know, just part of your child growing and your genes and your cells dividing too fast. Mm. Um, It could be environmental issues as well. Um, You know, they don't really know. And that's why we do really support research a lot in what we do because it's childhood cancer is still severely underfunded. It receives about 4% of the federal 
budget goes to childhood cancer, the NCI budget. And so, um, you know, when you're in that situation and you just want, you know, your child to survive and you're like, how can nobody seem to be paying attention to this? Right. Right. Yeah. 4%. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's way too low. Yeah. How do we change that? What can we do? You, I think awareness is a huge part of childhood cancers. I think it was really important to Caroline and, um, you know, making people know that childhood cancer is not rare. You know, gold is the color for childhood cancer and September's childhood cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hold a fundraiser, um, raise money for research. Uh, we support um, the St. Baldrick's Foundation, which is the largest private funder of childhood cancer research grants in the United States. And um, we were actually just able to generously support our first childhood cancer research grant um, mm. last year. And w- with that grant, what does that mean for the gaining family? <clears throat> so we actually did just get an email um, from the doctor who's um, research that we were able to support. And he was talking to us and giving us um, all the updates on the findings in the lab. He's invited us to come to the lab to share his research. And it's just amazing to know that, you know, even though Caroline is not here anymore, that we are able and her legacy is able to live on through what we're doing. And I just know she's so proud of me. I, I just yeah. got to say that. I know she's like, go ahead, mom. I know she is. Way to represent <laughs> in your beautiful gold as yes. well. Yes, thank you. you. Know, and this is why it's like we talk about September being this this awareness mm-hmm. month for our children. But we pray that people don't just stop there. That they continue to to um, you know give and promote and keep others in the know mm-hmm. because that's how we're better. You know, no parent wants to receive that diagnosis, no. and you're quite a mama. You're, <laughs> I mean, you. you start a foundation. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you leaned in when it's it would have been so easy and understandable for you to to just you know decide to put your your efforts elsewhere just because it's hard mm-hmm. it's really hard give us your website and i'm going to ask you that throughout our interview so okay. that people can look you up as they're listening yeah it is www.barrystrongfoundation.com and you're also on facebook and instagram as well yes very strong foundation what's your biggest um, need right now if someone said i i just hit the powerball or the mega millions Ooh. i know right <laughs> I've got money and I yes. want to give. When I give to Barry Strong, wh- what are you doing with that money? There are um, three main things that we focus on. We focus on funding research. That is really huge to us because we um, are led by what Caroline wanted us to do. It was one of her last wishes to have a childhood cancer research grant named after her. And so that is what we are striving to do. Um, We also work with our local schools and businesses to host gold out games um, and fundraisers. So we provide the teams with gold bows, gold shoestrings, anything you need to go gold. There's no excuse. Contact us. We got you. (laughs) We'll get it to you. That's what I've been doing this week is delivering gold out stuff. I know you delivered a beautiful (laughs) basket. I said, goodness, what in the world? Because without awareness, like, what do we have? Like, nothing. If you don't make people aware of what's going on they just don't know i didn't that's right and and then when you find out you have to do your due diligence Mm -hmm. and tell the next person to tell the next person. absolutely and i don't know of a single family or mother especially that regardless of the outcome Mm -hmm. that doesn't give back 
to either their hospital or their childhood cancer community, I'm not alone. There's a bunch of us that do the same exact thing. Um, we also work directly with USA Children's and Women's Hospital. We work with their child life specialists and social workers. They identify families that might need help with utility bills, rent, mortgage. We provide them with gift cards wow. um, for restaurants, food while they're in treatment, Um you know, just anything's my special heartstring gets tugged when, you know, there's a child that either has relapsed or received bad news. Um, we love to, you know, get together special things for that family and mm-hmm. just love on them extra special, too, because I've been there. You know, you know that firsthand. Walk. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want you to tell me about an upcoming event where people can have some fun, party with a purpose. Yes. We're going to take a quick break with 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Stay with us. Welcome back to 251 Now with Kelly Finley. If you're just tuning in, you've got great timing. And if you've been listening, then you know we're talking about something very, very important. We're talking very strong when it comes to a foundation, yes. But September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And Mama Berry, she's here, Jennifer, <laughs> talking about her daughter, Caroline, and, and, and you know, walking us through um, a very difficult situation. But based on your personality and your pure heart, you're using your platform to inform and mm-hmm. to help other parents who may receive a diagnosis that no parent ever wants to hear. And we've just realized that we have a connection. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made sure to tell her that during our break. Um, okay, so take me back to the hospital. It's January 3rd. Okay, what year is this? 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're, you're in the hospital. And what happens next? We were there for about 13 or 14 days, just that first stretch. Um, You know, she got her first dose of chemo. Um, You know, I I remember being in there and Dr. Wilson, one of her oncologists, coming in. And, you know, I I was very adamant. I was like, I don't want anything discussed, like, in front of her without our permission. I want everything to, you know, be talked to my husband and myself and she said, no problem. So when they took us into the conference room and told us, you know, her diagnosis and, you know, they, they said, unfortunately, you know, she has about a 30% chance of survival. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not if it will come back, it's kind of when it will come back because her cancer was so advanced at that point at diagnosis. But I remember just like it was yesterday, you know, as a family, we were in the room with her and, you know, to have your fourth daughter, you know, she knew something was wrong, but she, um, her first question, I think in typical teenage form is, am I going to lose my hair? Right. And mm-hmm. then am I going to die? Mm. And I think as a mom, you know, you don't have words for that. Mm-mm. You're just like, no, absolutely not. You know, there were moments that were very dark in those first few days while she kind of came to grasp with, you know, her diagnosis. We were not very, we didn't want her to give up. So we definitely didn't give her, you know, stage information. Nobody knew until after she passed away, even how advanced it was, because that was something that was very private to us as a family. I didn't want to be reminded of it constantly. Mm -hmm. We were doing the best we could, you know. Because there's no manual on that. Just like there's no manual to be a mom. There's no manual to to what do you say or what do you do if your kid gets sick. Mm -hmm. And people on the outside, they mean well, but they don't realize. (laughs) If you ask me that question one more time. (laughs) 
Exactly. Like, seriously? Exactly. I was like, didn't even want, you know, and people would ask me and I would be like, we're just keeping that close to our hearts. We're not going to talk that's, about it. That's exactly Um right. I shouldn't have to. Um, you know, we live it. We live it. Every single day it was our life. We were constantly reminded. And it's constantly coming up. It's yeah. it's like, it's almost like PTSD mm-hmm. where, we, you know, you may have a really good day, but somebody could say something or do something that just drags you back into mm-hmm. a dark place. Yeah. And I wish people could catch a hint. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Um, those first few days, you know, there were some dark moments, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't really know if she wanted to fight or if she could fight, but like I knew her personality and I knew like once she accepted it mm-hmm. um, and she did, you know, she became a fierce advocate. But she needed that time. To, she did to, to, to readjust to her new role and to I know that think. her friends were still going to be there for her mm-hmm. and, you know, support her and they have, and they still do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're an amazing group of young women that work with me every single day. Oh, my goodness. You you are a warrior mama. <laughs> you really are. And and I'm so appreciative, not just as a mom, but as a human being, that you would take this time to really help the next family. Yeah. Because like you said, I mean, in, in case for those who are just tuning in, will you repeat the stat that you gave as to how often families are learning this mm-hmm. worldwide every two minutes a child is diagnosed with cancer and one in five of those will not survive um it's it's not rare mm-hmm. and i remember i know this is i'm just going to be completely honest with you that one in five statistic when she was diagnosed is the main one that stuck in my head throughout those almost two years and to say you know one child in the community, because at that time, when Caroline was diagnosed, there were so many back to back to back that were diagnosed with so many different types of cancer, brain mm-hmm. tumors, blood cancers, sarcomas. And it was just like, oh, but I remember, you know, when one family would get good news or, you know, I would ca- I would keep that number in my head. Yeah. OK, well, this child's in remission. This child, re- you know, is in remission. And then I was like. Wanting my child to be, be that one, the the one specific, you know, statistic that was positive. And, you know, I think deep down, we both knew we were on borrowed time. And just her courage and her bravery and her strength that she showed, um, as, even as hard as it is, you know, to steal. Because it's, it's been, it be three years this Thanksgiving morning. Um, oh. I know. I'm like, she didn't want me to forget. I tell you, she did everything for a reason, and we can laugh about it now. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, she passed away on Thanksgiving morning of 2018. What, what date was that? Um, it was the 22nd okay. of November. And, you know, through that first year, I'm like, she, she chose this day for a reason. I know she did. She didn't, first of all, she didn't want anybody to enjoy any turkey. <laughs> Was was Thanksgiving her jam? She loves some turkey now, but no, she. Um, but we do actually use that day because that first Thanksgiving, I'm like, we honestly still haven't celebrated Thanksgiving or Christmas as a family. I know I'll get there one day, but we do choose um, to use that day. We feed a local childhood cancer family, and we provide art and crafts and cookie boxes and gift cards to all the families that are in the USS Hope Clinic getting treated the week of Thanksgiving too. So you have to use it 
for good or you will just drown in your sorrow and it is not a good thing. Trust me. Stay busy. (laughs) Stay busy. But I'm glad that you gave yourself that that time, even if that window was five minutes or five hours or five days, because if you don't check on you, then you can't keep giving and and putting on that face. Mm -hmm. Because again, people mean well, but they have no idea where you are in your journey. Yeah. Let me ask you this. For, for the families who um, are, are just receiving that diagnosis, would you please give them a phrase that they can use to let people politely know we're, we're learning, like we're, 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 we're still digesting, we, we need some time? Is there anything that they could say? That, or, or like you said, you know, we're keeping this close to our heart. Mm-hmm. Is, I, you know, there are families that want, to tell everything and share everything. And I was just not that person. We didn't even have a support page for Caroline until like five or six months in. And that's because she made me do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she made me do it. But um, I think I, you know, some families tell it all and they want to, and that's therapeutic for them. It just was not for me. So I think everybody's journey is different. But um, hindsight, I wish I'd been a little more open but that's just not really who I am. I am now. You probably never know it because <laughs> I can tell you everything. But um, I think it's just a personal journey. Okay. Okay. And, and that's helpful because, again, like you said, so many families are learning this news. Mm-hmm. Now, you are having an event yes. coming up. I, well, I need to know the deets, as the kids say. I need to know the deets. Perfect. So this will be our third annual Black Tie Bingo Fundraising Gala. Mm-hmm. It's going to be held at Eisenstone in Spanish Fort. It's a beautiful wedding and event venue there nestled behind the, the middle, middle school. school in Spanish <laughs> Fort. Yes. Who would have thunk it? I know. So that's a smart parent. <laughs> right? You know? And they live on the property, too. Oh, so my goodness. They have it made. <laughs> Ultra smart. Right. Okay, so what time? And, what, and, and give us a date again. It's September the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday night, it is, we have, um, actually Matt McCoy, 92 Zoo, um, it's very own comes in and he's our, uh, bingo caller and our MC for the night. We have bingo prizes, um, live music, silent auction, and you, you do know no one will leave the dance floor because Matt can I throw know, it down. I know. Last year I had a musician that was going to play during the breaks and <laughs> he kept playing his music and I was like, okay, I guess we're not going to have live music today. We got Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Matt is, and, and let me just say, Matt um, was kind enough to uh, make sure that we were connected, but little did we, all three of us know that mm-hmm. we've been connected before. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. And the cool thing is, you know, this interview airs on all four of our stations. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So yeah, so people get to know what Maddie Matt is up to mm-hmm. when it comes to giving, right. giving back. And oh. he's great. Everybody yes. everybody loved him. They can't wait for the <laughs> event. So we do actually, um, um, Georgia Russo's catering will be catering the event as well. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, ticket information. How can people um, purchase tickets if they want to come? Or maybe mm-hmm. they want to purchase them for someone else as a gift. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go on um, the our website, Barry Strong Foundation, or Facebook, and you can find the link to our event there, and um, you can purchase tickets that way. We do also know that some people might not be comfortable coming, so our silent auction will actually be an kind of like a hybrid event. It will be online and in person. So if you want to support the Barry Strong Foundation that way too, you can click and register to bid 
that way. So the monies that are um, gained from ticket sales mm-hmm. and silent auction, how will that go back into your uh, the foundation and in turn helping other families? Yeah, it goes directly back to our childhood cancer community um, for research and to help our local families here being treated at USA Children's and Women's. Like I said, our goal is to um, be able to, you know, fulfill Caroline's wish to, to have a childhood cancer grant named after her. And we are so close. We're working on that. But like I said, also... You know, we do help our local families with, right. with things they need during treatment. Uh, I tell you what, Caroline was blessed to have you as her mama. Mm-hmm. And I love that she makes things happen. If she, she were attending September 11th, Ooh. which song would she want the DJ oh. to play? Oh, that's a trick question. <laughs> because, you know, her anthem throughout treatment uh-huh. kind of became Sweet Caroline. Oh. Everybody sang it when she came in the room. Um, they played it at the football games, you know, <laughs> just just enough to give you chills. Right, because I've got them now. <laughs> but she was also, I mean, a huge Luke Bryan fan. Loved him, loved him, loved him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking it would probably be a Luke Bryan song for right. sure. Thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. You must come back. We want to keep up with your journey. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of 251 Now with Kelly Finley. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week. Tune in every Sunday for 251 Now with Kelly Finley, presented by AIDS Alabama South and the Mobile County Health Department. 7.30 to 8 a.m. right here on The Sound of Mobile.